0: ahead Hi I’m Jake and I’m Caleb and welcome to 1001 of Film Podyssey. This week we decided to delve a little further back in time than we normally do and watch the 1955 teen drama Rebel Without a Cause. Cited as the blueprint for coming of age cinema, this movie epic has garnered legend status, not only for being James Dean’s only leading role but also for its realistic adolescent dialogue and themes that broke new ground. We picked this film, we put a vote out, put a poll out, and it was between this and On the Waterfront, and this won. Um I was going to say, why do you think it beat On the Waterfront? But you've not seen it, so I can't. <laughs> have you seen both of them? I've seen them both, yeah. Go on then, why do you think it won? One's in colour, one's not. Ah. No, I don't know. I don't know,
1: I think it's probably because of the uh, fascination people have with James Dean, isn't it? I think he's much, you know... We yeah. saw Marlon Brennan get old. Yeah. I'm a bit daft.
0: I think, yeah, it's definitely the fascination with people dying young, isn't it? Oh, yeah, baby. If 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 he'd carried on and done a few shit films, or even if he'd carried on doing good films, um, I don't think people would have been as bothered.
1: I have a question that I've written, written down in my notes about that. What do you think his career would have looked like if he
0: lived? Um, he definitely would have gone weird, wouldn't he?
1: He would have been in some, like, David Lynch films and like weird films in the eighties, I reckon.
0: I can imagine so. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know.
1: It's hard to predict, isn't it? I,
0: I couldn't see him doing like Marlon Brando, like going on to do like a Godfather and playing roles on like that when he got older. I could see him being a bit more. I don't know. Picking his. I don't know. I don't know. Really. I, I, it's hard, isn't it? You you don't know what would have <laughs> happened.
1: Yeah, it's hard to think of roles he could have had instead of other actors, isn't it? Really.
0: Yeah. It's just a completely alternate universe, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it exists out there somewhere.
0: Somewhere, believe in all that. Somewhere, he's still alive. Um, So, what was your thoughts on James Dean before you saw this? Do you think he was probably more of a cult icon and not actually that good an actor? Do you still think that, or do you think did he impress you? Did he charm you?
1: Um, I don't know if he charmed me. To be honest, I I know everyone swoons over him, really, but he looks and sounds forty to me.
0: For some reason, he, he does look older than twenty-four, <laughs> doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because he he talks using old slang and like with an outdated voice, like just sounds like the way your granddad would speak of it Yeah, then, because that he did back in the day around then. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. No, I liked him. I think he's a really good actor. I'll give it, I'll give him that much. Um, and I can see why Tommy Wiseau loves him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I like I definitely liked him. Uh, good. As an actor, but it was yeah different to what I expected really.
0: Yeah, I'll keep it as vague as that. That's that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. I think that he's. Um, I think him and Brando certainly for the fifties, from what I've seen, were. I think they were the two sort of method actors that I think it was like the new sort of school of acting, wasn't it? Uh, that was coming out yeah. around that time. That yeah. People had not really done stuff. moody acting, a little bit. Um, yeah, more realistic. Cause more you realistic. Get, yeah. You got
1: a lot of. No, no offense to the guys, like. Jimmy Stewart and all that, but they're not very... The way they act in some things is just like, you're taking me out of the film, man, with your way you're speaking. Yeah. Come on. But then Um, these seem like real people, don't they, things? Yeah, which is why I
0: think this film is quite groundbreaking. I think people hadn't really seen realistic dialogue, especially for teenagers, because most of these films were written by people who were... In the forties, fifties, or whatever, and didn't have a clue what the kids were saying, sort of thing. Um, but I think they used a lot of sort of. Um, there was, for example, there was one guy who was in the gang in the film, and he was actually in a gang offset as well. So they used his experience and stuff like that to sort of say how they'd stand and how what the demeanours would be like and sort of things they'd say, um, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Who was so, that?
1: Who, which guy
0: was that? I don't know. I don't think he was one of the biggest characters. I think he was just one of the one of the gang in the background. Oh right. Um it wasn't Dennis Hopper.
1: No. Yeah, and that that is the first thing I would like to talk about really. When I was looking I didn't really look into it and then I saw the cast like the titles come up and I saw Dennis Hopper's name. I shouted, Dennis Hopper
0: <laughs> like that. <laughs> this is the first time I've watched it while knowing that he was in it. <laughs> I
1: was like I was baffled by that and then I'm looking into him he really Got on with James Dean throughout his life, didn't he? Really, and James Dean sort of helped him um, with his acting style and stuff. And you could sort of see it when he gets older a bit. He, you know he does have the same sort of intensity.
0: Yeah, which is probably why you said that you could see him in like David Lynch films and stuff like that. I can, Maybe I he would have had well, Dennis yeah.
1: Hopper's life if he Maybe yeah. Because they, they had another, he had another mate, didn't he? That was always on set with him. He was in it and he played a guy called Chick, didn't he? I'm not sure. Did he, did I you know he had a friend right?
0: that he lived with that he tried to get in it as... Um,
1: Dennis Hopper's character, wasn't it?
0: I don't know. Maybe. I, I thought that he had a friend that he tried to get as Plato, but they were like, no, we've got Salminio so in mind for that.
1: All oh, right. But, well, there was a lesser character called called Chick, by uh, played by Nick Adams, apparently, who was his like best mate, uh-huh. um, who sadly died due to an overdose in 1968. Um, um, so another one. Well, we're probably going to get into the tra- tragedies associated with this, aren't we? Which is pretty mad.
0: Yeah, it's
1: child I mean. actors,
0: isn't it? Well, or young actors. Um, I think the thing is with James Dean and how he died quite young is because he he had a lot very quick. Because if, if you think about it, he did East of Eden. He got, a, I think he got a best supporting actor nominee for that. Then this was his first sort of film, and there was a lot of attention around it. And then he started doing Giant as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think he went sort of off the rails a little bit. Um, well, he, he thought was he was,
1: Easter Eden, was it released by the time he died? Yeah. He was alive when that was released? Then?
0: Yeah, that's oh. the only one that was released while in his lifetime, yeah.
1: Oh, fair enough, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, so he became a bit of a star, so I think he had a lot, quite a lot, quite quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And that's why he sort of thought he was invincible, I think. Oh, God. Um, but... What did you think of the other characters in this, like um, Natalie Wood as Judy and Sal Mineo as as Plato?
1: Um, I thought they were good as well. They, she, Natalie Wood was a little bit more of the old style of acting, I thought. When you first see her, she's sort of a bit... Remind me of Judy Garland, With Yeah. yeah <laughs> like looking I, up I, I, with a tear yeah. in her
0: eye. <laughs> I thought um, that exactly. She she reminded me of Judy Garland.
1: Um, but yeah, she, she was good, definitely good. Um, and the other guy, what's he called? Sal Morano. Um, he was
0: alright Salminio. what? what? Salminio, I think it is No, oh, who's the other guy what Salminio. <laughs>
1: um, he was alright as well I mean it's hard when you stood next to James Dean who I think is definitely the standout in the film yeah. but the first thing you learn about Salminio's character is he's drowned loads of puppies so I'm not I didn't like yeah. him instantly I was like no I don't like this I'm never going to like this
0: guy in this film So he shot them
1: yeah he put me off him.
0: yeah he was because he shot them because he was like where did you get the oh, gun yeah, he from? shot
1: them yeah uh yeah, shot loads of puppies, didn't they? Um, so yeah, but instantly made me go, now, whatever you do now, well nothing's gonna redeem this. You, yeah you, you've ruined it, sorry. Well, that's
0: basically the whole premise of the film, isn't it? Is that the the those three characters um are troubled, but they're troubled <laughs> because of their parents. Yeah. Um
1: is a strange they have strange relationships with their parents as well, which is a bit odd.
0: Because you can imagine in the 50s, the idea, sort of the ideal that people probably had is that kids are troublesome because they're just troublesome. They probably didn't actually look at the parents and think it's because of them. Yeah. Um, I can imagine anyway, because they were a bit backward, weren't they, in the 50s? Um, a little bit.
1: Was, there, was there any uproar with any like sort of older people about yeah, this? Yeah, a
0: lot of critics didn't like this. They thought it was violent or um, uppity little kids being... Jerk's
1: staff—it's daft, <laughs> daft having old people review films like this, isn't it? They're just yeah, it's pointless.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that it was—it was fifty-fifty. Was I think it was big with young, uh, young people, uh, but not very regarded with the older ones. Really?
1: because <laughs> <laughs> well, they were getting called out. They were—they were getting uh, yeah, all their yes. uh, reality shown to them, I guess.
0: Do you know what I find mad about this film as well, is that um, Sal Mineo and Natalie Wood were both nominated for Academy Awards, but James Dean wasn't. Wasn't he? No, they were nominated for Supporting Actor actor and Actress, and he wasn't nominated at all. The Back to the Future, obviously, references this film.
1: Yeah, I thought it it ripped off quite... Well, the chicken thing, definitely. And the guy just being called Buzz is quite similar to Biff, isn't it? Like, the bully has got a name... You would be. That's a bit short. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds onomatopoeic or
0: something. Buzz is always the uh, the bully. Well, there's never it. a good Buzz well, home, apart from Lightyear. Like, home
1: Alone. I mean, I just think that. I just thought of his big head in Home Alone.
0: Buzz. Yeah. Horrible and boy. What are na- well, the other names? Like Crush and Goon. Well, there's Yeah, there's Goon. Uh, yeah, Crush is
1: one of them. Um, I think Chick was one of them as well. Chick it? as well. Just shit names like that. I think one was called Cookie. Cookie. Crunch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah crunch that was it not crush crunch um but there is a lot of outdated language in this i think um like when he says when he first speaks to judy um
1: oh yeah i can't goes, remember what he
0: said she, oh, do you wanna, she says she's gonna hold my books or something he says I'll, I'll get the car and then she goes i go with the kids and then they they pull up there's a lot of phrases in this film that I haven't haven't seen this film for a long time but the phrases have just been stuck in my head there's one at the police station at the start and um, James Dean's in there and he's obviously pissed and his mum comes in and you can just hear her going Jim! 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 But they've just recorded it once and just put it in three times and it sounds horrible.
1: I didn't even notice that
0: and I've heard it Every night <laughs> in your nightmares. Since, yeah, since yeah. I uh, since I first watched this film, I'll have to uh, look at
1: that again because I missed that um, unfortunately. But now I'll notice it.
0: Yeah, do you want to talk about the director then? Um, his name is Nicholas Ray, and he's done quite a few films that I've also never heard of. Johnny Guitar, <laughs> In a Lonely Place, They Live by Night. That's the only one I think I might have heard of. They Live by Night. They live by um, night. But maybe I'm thinking of the film They Live.
1: Oh, maybe. Um I've heard of Johnny Guitar, I think. I know it's quite a well liked uh, Western. But I don't really know much about the fella, to be honest. Paul lad. Um he didn't really I think this was his big hit. I think he really got on with James Dean though, didn't he? He like sort of let him take over the film. That's all I know about him. He like it was some one of them said was it it might have been um Anne Duran, who is James Dean's mum in a Carol. Um, she said he did most of the directing and he gave them the lines and he dominated the entire thing and then said James Dean and Nicholas Ray's relationship was equally bizarre and they often rehearsed at the Chateau Marmont bungalow Um, and he actually recreated his own living room on set to inspire James Dean as well
0: oh, there um, you go.
1: and she called James Dean a strange boy did Anderan <laughs> <laughs> very nice she said like, they were getting set up to shoot and then James Dean l- went down on the floor in the fetal position for ages and then as soon as they said action, he stood up and just went into the scene. I think he's a bit weird, isn't he? Yeah, but I think Nicholas Ray was mesmerised by James Dean, apparently.
0: Yeah. I, I Which mean, is understandable. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, just said, yeah, lots then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that scene... Where the in the family home though and you know like when the mums on the top of the stairs and the the dads at the bottom of the stairs and James Dean's in the middle yeah apparently originally they were just sort of the parents were stood in front of him and he was just stood in the middle like they weren't even on the stairs and James Dean was said well no you go up there you stay oh, down right. here and it shows like the the, the, the household structure sort of the, the ranking yeah, in the house sort of thing clever. the mum's in charge and the dad's way down the bottom of the pecking order because she makes him mush as James uh, yeah. says <laughs> yeah, she does
1: yeah. Um, yeah he could have gone on to be a director then really with his little ideas and stuff he could have had a good career yeah it's sad
0: it is sad but it's, it was his own doing so well yeah yeah. what was he doing he was he had a Porsche I think it was and it was called Little Bastard
1: hey don't swear I- <sighs>
0: That's what it was called. Um, <laughs> and he was doing, well, he was sort of playing a game similar to the one they play in this, but instead of going off the edge of a cliff and jumping out, he'd go against oncoming traffic and, and turn at the last second. Yeah. Um, and ended up decapitated.
1: Do you want to hear all my facts about his death?
0: Go on. Well, yeah, I haven't got any. So go on.
1: Um, Rolf Wuth Eric, the German auto mechanic he was riding with James Dean in the passenger seat during the crash, was thrown out of the car by impact and received multiple injuries. And after James Dean died, he fell into a depression from the trauma. Oh, so he didn't so- die? No, he just got flung out because he wasn't wearing a, a seatbelt. I don't think.
0: So that's an advert for not wearing one, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and James Dean, the main—I don't think even were wearing seatbelts to be honest. But he just got stuck in the car, James Dean, but. Yeah, he, f- he got flung out. And then um, James Dean was also issued a speeding ticket only two hours and 50 minutes before his accident. And on the night that he was killed, four of his co-stars, Sal Mineo, um, Natalie Wood, Nick Adams and Richard dallas were all having dinner together. And the conversation actually mentioned James Dean in his new car and, and they were all saying that his speeding would actually cause him to have an accident um, in the next year. And this is a weird one. He met Alec Guinness in Hollywood. Um, and Alec Guinness said that when James Dean showed him his new Porsche, he advised him to get rid of that car or he'd be dead in a week.
0: Well, Um,
1: well, that was correct.
0: He used the force and (laughs) had foresight.
1: But yeah, well, James Dean said on numerous occasions he did not expect to live past the age of 30. Quite (sighs) sad, really.
0: Yeah, it's like a premonition.
1: Um, and the nice fact I have is, well, it's not nice, considering who's driving. Uh, he was terribly nearsighted and wore thick glasses. We're not on the screen.
0: <laughs> um, he did, it wasn't James Dean the one that said that live fast, die young and leave a good-looking corpse or something as well. So
1: Was that him? I don't yeah. know that it was
0: him. I mean, I can't imagine his corpse looked great after the after the crash, but um, at least he lived fast and, and died young. Yeah. He was happy. Yeah, <laughs> doing what he did, doing what he loved.
1: The only the <laughs> only quote I can see is only the gentle are really are ever really strong.
0: Maybe he didn't say it then. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the gentle are really strong. <laughs> um, a lot of his quotes, like I, I sort of half recognize because Morrissey uses them in so many Smith songs or his own songs, or whatever. Like, there's a a line in the film that um, Plato says he's Towards the end, he says, "Will the world end in the daytime, or so- no? Will the world e- world end in the night time?" And um, I think that's in one of the Smith songs, like "Stretch Out and Wait."
1: Um, he, likes, he likes all the fifties sort of era, doesn't he? honestly yeah. Just look at him.
0: Yeah, he was. I think. I think he was obsessed with James Dean, though. Like he did a yeah. song called Head In the video, he just goes to like his childhood home and goes to like his grave and stuff like that. That's just an excuse to do that. Yeah. So- just went on holiday. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, say, I remember when I was a kid someone telling me that people like James Dean and Elvis and Marilyn Monroe were aliens from another planet and they came down to teach us how to do all these things like acting and um, singing and stuff like that and then they die young because they're just going back to their own planet. What? <laughs> I don't know who told me that but I believed it for a long time. Um, it's bizarre yeah
1: it warps your mind as a young child
0: yeah maybe they believed I can't I can't for the life of me remember who that was <laughs> I don't know might have been strange might have been my dad or something I don't know he's always coming up with strange things like that um, but yeah and for a long time I believed that James Dean was an alien
1: wow I remember you telling me that, actually. I remember Possibly you did. telling me that as fact. I was like, shut up.
0: Probably thought it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid boy. Yeah. I was like, "Is this? Twit. It was the first thing you ever said to me,
0: actually, when I met you. I was like, what? <laughs> Hi, I'm Callum. Hi, did you know that James Dean's in England? <laughs> <laughs> what? Bob Marley, yeah. too. Bob
1: Marley? He's one of them. God. a yeah. strange, strange, strange boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I reckon is uh, another character in this film? Go on. The Griffith uh, Observatory. Yeah. It's like a character.
1: It is like a character. <laughs> so is the uh, the abandoned mansion.
0: Yeah, true. Um, the Griffith um, Observatory is my number one place that I'd like to go. If I go anywhere.
1: Ever? Anywhere?
0: Ever, if I go anywhere in the world, I'd go there. Really? Yeah.
1: Because, because, of La this La film, La 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 Land* this. as
0: well, yeah. Um, and GTA. GTA, of course. Do you reckon and...
1: you could find your way around Los Angeles because of GTA? I
0: reckon I could, definitely. <laughs> I don't think it's an exact layout.
1: I know, but I could say, "Oh, it's roughly down there." I know yeah. where I'm going.
0: I reckon I could roughly. I could get, get to Venice Beach
1: are. to that observatory in without a map. I reckon.
0: <laughs> I don't reckon you could. I definitely
1: could. <laughs> I'll start at the end of that pier
0: and then it's I'll walk all the compressed version of Los Angeles, isn't it? Nah. <laughs> I could do it. Definitely. <laughs> Watch if you went there. <laughs> and like your apartment was there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah, my
0: little hot dog scooter when I drive around oh, <laughs> <Yeah. wow. laughs> It ridiculous. But no I think from the Griffith Observatory I hate saying that it's horrible thing to say. Um <laughs> yeah, it hurts to yeah, hear. It it's it's horrible. Sharp. You senses. can see you can see like the uh, the Hollywood sign from there and um I've I'd, I I'd, I'd want to go to an observatory as well so it's taken a lot of things off uh really. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah I'd like to yeah, go there if do, I if could go anywhere.
1: You could do what they do in La La Land, really, and do a little day of looking at all the rebel without a cause sites. Yeah, cause they do. They do that, don't
0: they? Yeah, that's why they go to the uh, observatory. It's
1: pretty mental. I forgot about that, but yeah, yeah, that'd be nice um, for you. I uh, hope you do it one day. Um. So Natalie Wood, know anything about her?
0: Um. Yeah, she's probably the only one that did well after this, really. Uh, apart from Dennis Hopper, obviously, um, because she went on and did like West Side Story. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, actually, that's about it. But West Side Story is a big one, isn't it?
1: She played Maria, didn't she? Yes, they've she got a song about her.
0: Maria, Maria, Maria. That one. Um, I think one, the one by Blondie.
1: I just met a girl <laughs> called
0: Maria.
1: That one. I don't
0: know. I have never seen West Side Story. Have you seen? Neither no, have I. Now I don't even
1: know if that's from it. Uh. <laughs> Um, but have you got any nice things to say before I go into all the depressing things about her as well?
0: Um, about her? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's very good in this. She, Like you said, she's, she's sort of got a bit of the old acting in there. Um, mm. The old style, sort of over-the-top, 50s troll stuff. What? But also towards... Um, there's the scene, isn't there, where she is giving Buzz and Jim dirt before they do their race. Yeah. Um, and then she's sort of the, the one that does the lights and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, I always think that's quite an iconic scene. Um, yeah,
1: I like that scene.
0: don't know if it's because of her, Ooh. don't know if it's because of a boy dying or flying off a cliff, but <laughs> I always think of that scene. Um, but you want to
1: talk about that scene now? Yeah, if you want. In more detail. Uh, I have nothing else to add. <laughs> No, it is pivotal, isn't it, in the film? Um, and Buzz, you find out at that point, Buzz, he's been the bully the whole time, like trying to stab James Dean. He's actually all right, really, isn't he? He actually quite likes Jim.
0: Yeah, he just feels like he's got something to prove, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, um, I think the, Corey Allen that plays Buzz Gunderson, I think he's actually underrated in this role, in this film as well. Um, there's there's a bit where he's explaining the rules of the, uh, the, the knife game, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It just seems very natural and real, like, like it. It's just coming out of his mouth for the first time, sort of thing. Um, I wonder what he went on and did. I can see he was in a couple of films. I don't think he did much, really. No,
1: I think this was his big one, wasn't it? Really, he won an Emmy for something. I don't know what. I'm not sure, um, but
0: I think he's underrated in this.
1: Yeah, he did start. He was. He was a director for a lot of things. Looking at it, looking at the list, you um, say his career went
0: off a cliff after this one.
1: <sighs> oh. It was real buzzkill after <sighs> one. But one of the, do you want to hear a strange fact about that scene? On. Um Steffi Sidney, who played Mill, I don't remember who that is. I think she was the other girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other one. She claimed that as production wrapped on that scene, she saw a flash from a nuclear explosion. Bullshit. As wild as it sounds, that scene was filmed on the May, on the fifteenth of May, nineteen fifty-five, the same night that a twenty-eight kiloton warhead was tested in Nevada.
0: Fair then. It's pretty mental, isn't it? No, not not bullshit then.
1: Well, did you I know, did a lot of drugs, didn't they? These these type of actors.
0: Yeah, maybe she knew that was happening. Maybe she's a big nuclear buff.
1: I <laughs> hope she's alive to see Oppenheimer. Let's have a look, Steffi Sydney. <laughs> How you doing, love? Ah, she died. She died 13 <laughs> years ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <brother>. oh well. <sighs> she would have loved Oppenheimer. She died 13 years. Might go to her grave and put that on there. She would have loved Oppenheimer.
0: <laughs> when it comes out on blue, right? she's going to lay it on her grave. <laughs> you enjoy that, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: um, anything to say about that scene? Remind me of Greece. Is there a scene in Greece where there's similar things? Yeah, happens? they have a
0: car race, don't they? That's all kids did in the 50s.
1: Speaking of that, have you seen many films from the 50s? Just
0: like in general? This?
1: Yeah, just as a question.
0: Mm, not teen ones, no, I don't think so.
1: Will it be time for Letterboxd for me to check? About yeah, that. let
0: me have a look what films I've seen from the 50s. No, I've only seen eight films from the fifties, and none of them. Um, no, none of them are like this. Oh dear. Go on, what have you got?
1: I've got, um, Rear Window. It's not really no. like this, is it? No. Um, there's one called Night of the Hunter that's sort of got similar acting, where it's like realistic acting. Um, Robert Mitchum, he's he's a sort of would have fit in well in this world. Um, and there's obviously twelve angry men not nothing really like a team no I have uh just have a look yeah I got Ben hur that's not four, oh oh four hundred <laughs> blows I've got that's about a little boy in a high school
0: that's French, fair the closest I'd say to this, which is not close in any way, shape or form, is probably Roman holiday, yeah, um
1: see well an icon iconic actor, yeah you know. that sort
0: of that. I, I could um, I could see um Audrey Hepburn being in this as uh, as Judy or something. Um yeah. I think yeah. she's a bit older at the time though. Um, I
1: fancy Audrey Hepburn.
0: Yeah, she's lovely. Um
1: not in a sleazy way either. I just think she's very nice.
0: Yeah, she's I admire her. Yeah. I actually am a big fan of Audrey Hepburn. I watch Roman Holiday and Breakfast and Tiffany's that over a two-day period, just to see what the fuss was about. I've got a bit of a fascination with icons. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like things that aren't... like You like you like sort of more obscure things, don't you, and lesser-known things. Yeah. And I've got more of a fascination with things that have got a sort of iconic status. I don't know why. I like to see what the fuss is about.
1: Yeah. I um, have that fascination as well. That's why I was excited to watch this, to see what everyone was talking about when they said, oh, I love James Dean.
0: Yeah. I did that with with Audrey Hepburn, and I was like, because she was really good. Um, I, do, f- I think
1: I think I did it more with directors than actors, though.
0: Possibly, yeah. Because I hear oh
1: Alfred Hitchcock's bloody good, I wanna go on then?
0: I'll yeah. Watch his films. I've seen Vertigo. Um,
1: That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not, not as
0: good as everyone thinks it is.
1: No, I think
0: it's a bit. I gave you it the, the same rating. Overrated. Ratings. I gave it the same rating as Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and no one goes on about that one, so. I gave the the red
1: balloon half a star more than Vertica.
0: Something. I gave it, yeah, so did I, I gave it a four. There we are. I'm Singing in the Rain, I got a four. Oh,
1: Singing in the Rain, you got a four and a half from me, I love that film.
0: Too. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I
1: was singing, I was dancing.
0: What was his name again? Um, Gene Kelly. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he was good.
1: Uh, is it? I get confused sometimes. You get the yeah. other thing
0: out of Grace Kelly. Uh,
1: Mika did come <laughs> into my head there briefly.
0: Um, but yeah, but apart from that, Ben Hur is the only other one I've sort of seen. I'm surprised that Rebel Without a Cause has never been remade.
1: I yeah, it probably will, which would annoy a lot of people, including myself. I, I think it would why. have
0: been done by now, though.
1: Yeah, maybe. It or might not like be as relevant now. Version. Maybe it, there might be like a yeah, like a three-part version of it on TV or something. They seem to be doing that a lot. Some reason.
0: Yeah. There's been... I can't remember who it was, but I'm sure someone brought a song out and the music video was like um the scenes from Rebel Without a Cause, but I think Keanu Reeves is playing Jim Stark in it.
1: That's weird. How I don't have that?
0: I need to see that. Who would you have
1: as if you were to either have a James Dean about his life film, which has already happened, I know, with James Franco and Dane DeHaan for some reason. But Who do you think would be the ideal guy to play James Dean or this
0: Me, character? If James really Franco. Like Whatever you might think of him now. He was um, uncanny as James Dean. Um, yeah. I think he was maybe the best possible candidate that you could have had. Um, but I don't know, someone... <sighs> I, 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 I sure don't know why, but the guy young. who
1: played... What's he called? Aaron El- Eldritch, who played the new Han Solo in my head, would be all right for some reason.
0: Yeah, he'd be all
1: right, yeah. He reminded me of me a little bit.
0: yeah. The easy answer is Timothy Chalamet, isn't it? Oh. I'm not going for that one. I'm not going to say it. seen that.
1: Willy Wonka. Bloody hell.
0: I think that trait looks all right. I don't think he he suits it. It's not him. Um, it should fair. be
1: someone else. Will Poulter. Someone like that. She's yeah.
0: comedic. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Skyler
1: Gisondo. Do you know that actor? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you about the horrible things about Natalie Wood's life like I did with James Dean? I've got I've got a little bit about everyone horrible things
0: that happened to them. Well, the main yeah, three. Considering you said you were ill prepared, you're much more prepared than I've. I've got a cast list and the intro yeah. that I already read. Oh right, that's, that's well, all I've got. I've got the date it was released as well. If you want to know <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, the twenty seventh of October, nineteen fifty five. Just before Halloween. Just before Halloween. That'd be just, a nice Halloween, wouldn't it? Just minute, after go. James Dean died. No. Do you reckon um, that helped that in the block in in the and uh, the the the, the 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 what's it called the box office?
1: What that he died, or that yeah. it was at Halloween.
0: Oh, uh, that he died, and that he was at Halloween, maybe.
1: Yeah, probably both contributed to that because young young children like to go to drive-in movies and stuff back then, didn't they? So they probably went out on Halloween. Yeah. Watched him, cried.
0: I think I would have liked to grow up in the fifties as a teenager. I think it would have been all right, wouldn't the 50s it?
1: Fifties and eighties for some reason are very similar in my like the way people acted. Poss- yeah, when maybe. You think about
0: it. Yeah, because before the. In the 50s, it was sort of before all the stoners and all that sort of stuff kicked on, wasn't it? And yeah. The swing in the 60s and then the 70s, which everyone was just stoned, weren't they? And then the <laughs> 80s, everyone sort of, I don't know, sorted themselves out a little bit more, put leather jackets on again.
1: And there's some sort of. Um... Like sort of reminiscence about about the fifties, because there's loads of films. That it's are quite like, a
0: revival, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, they remade all those B movies, didn't they? Like The Thing, The Blob, The Fly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Back to the Future was set in the fifties, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Correct. So there you go. There we are. Um, what
1: were we saying? Oh, yeah, you want to do you want to hear about Natalie Wood's horrible life?
0: You make it sound really appealing. Um,
1: she suffered from a deep fear of drowning after having barely survived an accident when she was a little girl. So there you go, there's the first fact. Um, her fear was so great that Eli- Elia Kazan had to lie during the filming of a film called The Green Promise, promising a double to do it, but she was tricked into doing the scenes at the water reservoir.
0: Oh, um, that's not nice, oh, is it?
1: in Splendour in the Grass, so she had to do her own swimming scenes even though she was really scared of drowning.
0: You and- think that... Yeah. The status she has, you wouldn't be able to pull tricks and all like that. She'd just walk off set.
1: Yeah, but he was quite a powerful man as well, that Kazan. He's uh, Zoe Kazan's granddad. Do you know the actress Zoe Kazan who's uh, married to Paul Dana? Um, well, I found that out today. Um, and she, yeah, and she fell into a river as I mentioned when she was nine and she was left with a permanently weakened left wrist. Um, she had to hide it with large bracelets. Oh. Uh, um, and do you know how she died? She drowned.
0: Yeah, she drowned.
1: So, a bit weird, a bit ominous that James Dean was always... There was all these things about him driving and dying if he keeps that car, and then she nearly drowned as a child and then was scared of water alive. All yeah. well, a bit strange, isn't it,
0: really? It is. Um, But if you don't want to drown, don't knock about on boats. So.
1: And do you want to, do you want to know who the... <laughs> do, you, do you know who the pallbearers were at a funeral? No. You're like this. Rock Hudson, Frank Sinatra, Laurence Olivier, Elia Kazan, Gregory Peck, David Niven, and Fred Astaire. I mean... Imagine them carrying you Christ
0: down there. alive. That's probably the most... That's probably... If that was a film, that would be one of the most star-studded films ever. It would. <laughs> and, and it was fucking pallbearers Bearers for your funeral. Mental. Jesus Christ. Um, that is mental. I thought that was insane. Yeah, that is. That's probably the best fact I've heard... For a long time, <laughs> ever. yeah, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I could just imagine Freddie tap dancing his way yeah, down. They probably would <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they all met very tragic ends, didn't they? Obviously, James D. With his crash, and Natalie Wood was only forty-seven when she drowned. Um, do you know? I could imagine that she died. But people are like, "Was did her husband push her? Basically, did he?"
1: There was a bit of that. There was a bit of. She was found well. with
0: bruises, and he was found, and he had like a cut on his face. Looked like they'd had a bit of a scuffle. Um mm. And do you reckon yeah. that's possibly why Quentin Tarantino created that backstory for Brad Pitt? Um, yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, with the Quentin harpoon. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: being on a boat, and the wife dies, and no one sort of can prove that it was the husband, but they sort of reckon it was.
1: Yeah, because I think he obviously admitted he took a lot of inspiration from loads of different people from around the time, didn't he? So, yeah, she could very well have been one of the stories he read as a, a young lad and thought, oh, that'd be good as a character idea. That's yeah. a really good impression of an intern. That
0: was awful. But, uh, it would sound like someone else. I don't know who that was. The pool, the empty pool that they sort of I don't know, mess about in, uh, in the, the abandoned mansion, That was that house was used in Sunset Boulevard and that pool was put there specifically for it. Mm. Um, I can't remember who they said for that for Sunset sort of
1: Boulevard.
0: Yeah, whoever whoever owned the house worked in film and had something to do with maybe they produced Sunset sort of Boulevard or whatever. I, um, know, it was
1: really, I thought it was a set. To be honest, I don't know the out, real...
0: the, the exterior of the house is real. Yeah.
1: So that how when he says we'll go over there, that that house in the in those woods is real.
0: No, that's a map painting. I think. Is it? Yeah, I believe cool. so.
1: Well, now I'm confused. <laughs> Just What's like, real?
0: <laughs> when they're at the outside of the house and they're in the pool and there's a house in the back, oh, area, right. that's real, that's that exterior. So, oh, but when oh, he right. points out in the woods, it, it yeah, it, it's quite clearly a drawing. It, I didn't notice Well, it went over my head. Um, Matt paintings. I'm I, I ah, quite interested in after watching that Light and Magic documentary or whatever. Oh, it's yeah, they use, whatever. Of, they
1: use a lot of it with miniatures and stuff, don't they?
0: Star Wars is riddled with them.
1: Anyway, there's one more main character. I might as well tell you about his horrible life as well. Um, Sal Mineo as Plato Crawford. Um, he was thrown out of school and by age eight was a member of a street gang in a tough Bronx neighbourhood. Imagine that, an eight-year-old gang member. Uh, Daddy Alley. Okay, Malone. Well, yeah.
0: Daddy Alley. Yeah. Have you not seen the interviews come out with this week? Oh, yeah. It looked it's depressing. Just, I don't want to He was They dealing drugs and he was eight. God. Yeah.
1: With Sal, anyway. <laughs> Um, his mother enrolled him in dancing school, and after being arrested for robbery at age 10, he was given a choice of either juvenile confinement or a professional acting school. That's <laughs> quite a nice choice, isn't it? What the fuck? Why has that ever been an option? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they did give that to every sort of criminal.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, which, um, one, which one's ever went, Do you know what, I'll just go to prison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... He obviously died, didn't he? And there was many bizarre rumours about his murder. But when Mm. his killer was uh, caught, he turned out just to be some drug addicts who had no idea who Salmoner was. Yeah, he just wanted the money from him. Um, And he was obviously sentenced to life in prison. But a fact about his murder, or the aftermath, John Lennon once put up the reward money to find his killer. Did you Uh, know that? No, I didn't. Pretty mad, isn't
0: it? Was he a big fan of Salmoner?
1: He must have been. He liked all the 50s stuff, didn't he? He dressed up in the I'd
0: like to know, I'd like to know what John Lennon thought of James Dean, because I can imagine... He loved him. He would have loved him. I reckon he did, yeah.
1: Well, I'm basing this on Nowhere Boy, the film, but he dressed up like really. There you Gini, go. Really, yeah, John Lennon quote,
0: Without Jimmy Dean, the Beatles would never have existed.
1: Well, there you go. I thought that was about um, Buddy Holly. He said that. So
0: just put it in. Just put whoever's name in there you want. <laughs> Uh, and Duran's actually in Giant as well, and also um, Sal Mineo, is in Giant. So is Dennis Hopper. And Dennis Hopper, and, and obviously James Dean. That's quite that, cool. that
1: makes that sort of back back up backs up the idea that he takes over films he's in, really. Just brings everyone with him. I yeah. think his mate was also in, that, like his mate that he was, you know, that played Chick. I think he brought him along.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was, he was definitely a talented guy. Yeah. Um, I think everyone saw that. Another thing I read as well is that this film was originally like, when I when we watched The Apartment, it's in, it's in black and white. I'm like, well, why is it in black and white when this film's like Singing in the Rain from six years earlier that's Wizard of Oz. in colour? And, and yeah, The Wizard of Oz and shit like that. When just do everything in colour. But production companies and stuff like that would only do the films they thought were going to be huge blockbusters in colour. Um, oh, must have just cost unnecessary money for them, otherwise. And they, they knew people would still see films in black and white because it was what they were used to anyway. So, um, it's like IMAX now, isn't it? I suppose like you'd think, why don't you just do all films on IMAX? Yeah,
1: um,
0: but then you think about they it. Don't.
1: Why would? Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's like, would you go and watch? I don't know. The, what's it called? The, the old Marigold Hotel <laughs> in IMAX.
0: No, but I reckon at some point that probably everything will be in IMAX. Just it'll just be standard. But anyway, this was originally, um, they started shooting it in black and white, um, which is originally how it was meant to be, but then once East of Eden was released and people started to talk about James Dean and Sophia, they thought, oh, this kid's going to be a hit, so they decided to change it to colour, um, and that's what they gave him the red jacket, because he was originally meant to have a different jacket, ah, I mean, which was good, just yeah. like a dull colour, but they said, no, nah, give him a red one, because it'll stand out more.
1: Well... Speaking of what he wore, did you know that a t shirt sale soared after James, De- James Dean wore one in this film?
0: I did see that and I just thought that was mad. Like, but then, if you think about it, people just would have worn shirts, wouldn't they?
1: Well, and when Clark Gable had a shirtless scene in it, in it happened one night, t shirt sales dropped by 40%. Lots
0: so of people just went around with no tops on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They just stopped buying them. I don't know what that's all about.
0: Stupid. I don't know who noticed that. There's, I'd say, there's, there's four scenes where people say that's, that, that's a scene to watch to sort of get a good example of James Dean acting. Shall I guess them? Yeah.
1: The opening scene in the prison where he says he's getting, you're tearing me apart. Yes, that's one of them. The, well, towards the end when he, well, the very end, basically.
0: I got the bullets. Yeah, all that. Yeah. That one, uh, and there's, there's, there's one other which one I One in
1: the mansion?
0: No. I, I'll just tell you if you want. Do you want to keep guessing? No, it's all right. The stairs scene with the mum and dad. So that scene, the tearing me apart and the bullet scene—they're the sort of ones that people usually go on about, um, like acting wise. Acting wise, yeah. If you see, it, they're probably on the greatest acting of all time videos on YouTube. Yeah, I used to like those. Um, I think the "You're Me Apart" one is. I think I've seen that on there. Um, but yeah.
1: It's weird. It is weird the way that the parents and the children are in this film, isn't it? Like the with um, Natalie Wood's character, she sort of—it's like she fancies her own dad. It's really weird. Did she have a
0: fling with him and in this, real life?
1: She did with the director. I think she might have done with William Hopper as well. Oh God, it's all a bit dodgy. Um, but yeah. It's so all odd. It made me feel strange. I think there was a whole, the whole, there was a whole weird atmosphere with this film in general. Really, like there was really disorienting music all the way through it, and the, there was the bit where there's a camera angle where it like does a Dutch tilt. I can't remember what bit it is. It's in like the mansion, I think. The, I don't know if you remember that where it like sort of tilts to the side and it makes you feel a bit ill. I didn't really. But,
0: I, didn't, I didn't notice that.
1: Well, yeah, it made me feel it. It's a very strange atmosphere, and I can, I can sort of see where new, you know, directors took inspiration from, like. I'm going to mention him, David Lynch. Go on. Um, well, it just, the tone of this reminded me a bit of Twin Peaks, just with like, just teenagers talking to each other, but there's an air of
0: eeriness. Well, you said that, I said, how would you describe the film, like when I messaged you when you first watched it? Because I, I thought you were going to watch this film. I didn't think you were going to be fussed on it. I thought you were going to think James Dean was good, but it was just a team drama, sort of, team yeah. problem, sort of shite. Um, and I, pro- that's probably the image I had in my head as well of this film because yeah. I haven't watched it for years. Um, but when you, when I've watched it this time, there is a lot more to it. Like you say, it's ominous.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I, the the word I sent wasn't it ominous? Yeah,
0: there's a lot of sort of there's a feeling of sort of dread.
1: Well, because um, they, in the they probably edited they? it. Yeah, when when James Dean died, didn't they? So they were probably somehow subconsciously seeped into the editing or something.
0: Possibly, (laughs)
1: yeah. It's all a bit weird. And then reading up on all the other tragic events, it's a bit of a cursed film, really. So it just has a weird air around it, which is why I was drawn to it a little bit. A bit like, um, I don't know, yeah. I said David Lynch, but like odd directors like John Waters and stuff like that, who did Pink Flamingos and all those mad films. Mm. Just all a bit strange and just the way they acted. But yeah, very Twin Peaks in my head, which is why I liked it, this film. I almost gave it four and a
0: half, you know. <gasps> I, oh. I almost did. Yeah, I'd never really thought of it like that. I thought it was very much like a sort of teen drama, like quite a an easy viewing, sort yeah. of not much important goes on in it. A bit like sort of Back to the Future sort of thing, that sort of theme. Um, pretty happy. I know it's not happy, but it's, yeah, just like teen problems in it. I forgot about a boy two boys dying i i completely forgot well <laughs> i just thought it was james dean walking around looking cool and yeah well it's, that's, that's
1: sort of similar to saturday night fever isn't it when you think about it you, you yeah. everyone sort of thinks that's just about him disco dancing and then when you watch it, you're like this is horrible what yeah. are they doing these and i
0: lads? think <laughs> i think it, it sort of passed me by a little bit when i watched it when i was younger because i used to like i used to watch this when i was like sort of 15 16 um And, yeah, all of that completely passed me by. I used to just look at him and go, he's cool, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably it, isn't it, really? Put the Harrington jacket
0: on. I'd I'd, I'd only (laughs) ever wear a blue one. I'd never wear a red one.
1: Yeah, I've only ever had a
0: black one. Oh, no, I've I've, I've had a red one. You've had a red one. It wasn't as red, was it? It was more like... It was burgundy, mine. Mine was like
1: um, uh, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining, Uh,
0: although he
1: wasn't a Harrington, his.
0: Um, Well, I've told you, have obviously that my cousin got me into watching these sort of films he was fascinated with James Dean I think it, it came from the Smiths again sort of from him because obviously Morrissey was fascinated in him and maybe that's the maybe that was the way in um and I'm going to embarrass him now because he, he does listen to, to this podcast Um uh-huh. and there's two stories I can embarrass him with about James Dean but I'm only going to tell one but I like to live have him, live in fear Um <laughs> Uh, he said he went on a night out once uh, when he was about 18 wearing blue jeans, a plain white t-shirt and a red Harrington jacket Um, obviously dressed as James Dean
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: not thinking he thought he was like an unknown obscure film that no one would have seen or heard of and he went out and everyone just came up to him saying why you dressed as James Dean oh dear. and it was just very embarrassing <laughs> you've revealed that now he's going to pummel you <laughs> He might pull me but there's a worse one than that but I'm not going to tell it <laughs> <laughs> okay he's referenced a lot isn't he James Dean in sort of pop- popular culture the main one's yeah. in American Pie the song
1: yeah he's, he's sort of the equivalent to Marilyn Monroe isn't he really when yeah about famous wise
0: yeah I'd say like, that's, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right I think she's she's more well known isn't she like I can imagine yeah. if you ask the average Joe about James Dean they probably wouldn't really know who he was Um. They've heard of his
1: name, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: maybe heard of his name, but not really sure he was like I said to Chelsea I'm watching the James Dean film and she thought it was she thought James Dean was like a singer and this was a film about his life. And like, thinking was of Dean Martin. Maybe that's what she was doing, yeah. She, so James she Brown. didn't really know who he was, but she she knew his name, but she didn't really yeah. know who he was, sort of thing. He's just
1: he's just in the culture, isn't he? He's just in our in the you know, the realm for some reason. Yeah. Um All right. Well, should we talk about the ending? We've pretty much... Have you got any more scenes you want to talk about?
0: Um, Do you know the start scene where he's lying on the floor with the the monkey with the symbols? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got this on DVD and there's a second disc and it's got, like, deleted scenes, but none of them have got any sound to them, um, which is a bit annoying. There was actually... The original opening scene was meant to be a, a father getting out of his car with that toy monkey. Uh, and walking up the street, and then a gang comes out and beats him up, and he drops it, and that's when James Dean comes across it. Um, But they just got rid of it because they said it does nothing to the story, and it's meant to be the gang later on in the film. So, you know... Oh, is
1: it the actual gang? Yeah,
0: so, yeah, them. I think it's them, anyway. Um, That's weird.
1: Well, it's sort of... That's what the film's about, really, isn't it? Yeah. Young people taking over and...
0: Delinquents. Yeah. Um, but that's quite out. There's a few other scenes, but we'll talk about the end scene because there's an alternative ending and it's shit. Oh, um, But yeah.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk about the original, well, the one they used then, shall yeah. we? But all the way through it, you've, this Sal Mineo character, Plato, I think it was Nicholas Ray, the screenwriter, who's called Stuart Stern, and James Dean's sort of idea to that he's subtly gay and, and fancies... James Dean's character, basically. Mm-hmm. Did you know about that?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought there's there's also uh, Salmoneo said later on in life that he thinks that James Dean was in, well, he was falling for both Plato yeah, right, and was... Judy, and it was like a bit of a three way sort of a, th- a throttle going on.
1: Well, I think, yeah, there was the Hayes code or the production code that was in play that stops any mention of like homosexuality, but they got, they sort of got away with it by just doing very subtle things like he has a pin-up photo of a man called Adam Ladd in his locker. Yeah. And he always looks at J- uh, Jim Stark, doesn't he, with like adoring eyes. and Yeah. Um, and I think Plato is actually named, obviously named after the philosopher, but who uh, scholars agree that he was homosexual uh, mm. as a person. There you go. Um, but I think, think
0: Salmoneo was in real life as well, wasn't he? I think, yeah, he said he was bisexual. And then like in his later life, he only dated men, I think. Well, that's why um, he was sort of... He, he, he was getting loads of offers when he was young and then he said that the offers all dried up and it was when he sort of had come out as, as gay. Yeah,
1: right.
0: And it was because there was like a rule in Hollywood at the time that homosexuals couldn't be leading men in films. Um, and John Wayne, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, James
1: Dean also in the speaking of the last sort of mansion scene in the buildup, James Dean suggested that Plato should look at Jim at the way that he looks at Natalie Wood, basically. Um, and it can be argued that Salmaneo was in fact the first person nominated, nominated for an Oscar for playing an LGBT character. Yeah. Um, if you look into
0: it that way. So I, I, yeah, I 100% agree that Plato was, was, was in love with yeah. Jim in this film. Um, they play on the fact that obviously he wants him to be his father and stuff like that. Um yeah. But the the kid murdered puppies. Maybe he fancies his dad. I don't know. It's all a bit weird. But it's all a bit Freudian, you, isn't it?
1: I might before we get into the uh, ending. Actually, should, have you ever seen the room? Yes.
0: The I filled the room. I, but Tommy was out. I yeah. I, 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 I believe I saw it before you and told well, you mate, to watch it. So well, uh, right. there. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: having now seen this, that is, you can see so much of that is in the room this film is in the room like Donnie the character of Donnie is basically Plato because I don't know if you remember Donnie in the room but yeah. he was just a, a Donnie, lad that followed drugs. him followed him round <laughs> I like sat with him when they were playing he says I'd just like to watch you guys yeah and he was obviously in love with Tommy Wiseau's character and obviously Tommy Wiseau says he just says you're tearing me apart doesn't he Tommy Wiseau you are lying I nearly hit you you are tearing me apart Lisa. There's loads of reference to it, but I just thought that was funny. I kept laughing when I when I was thinking about The Room, just uh, ripping this off, really. That's yeah. all he did. It is funny um, that he anyway. just
0: quite blatantly ripped this film off yeah. one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> so bad, it's good, though, isn't it, The Room?
1: Yeah, it is the, one of the better ones. That and Troll 2 are the pinnacle for me. I love them, too.
0: The ironic thing is that James Franco played both, James Dean and Tommy Wiseau.
1: That is weird, it is. So yeah. I
0: had to repeat that line. What was the other guy called that played James Dean in the film about? Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan played James Dean into the James Franco. He played Harry Osbo- uh, Harry Osborne, and so did James Franco. Oh,
1: yeah, that's a weird thought,
0: isn't it? Uh, I've always liked that line. People always say the tear tearing me apart line, but I always think the the... I've got the bullets when he drops and he shouts that and he's just got his hand out. It's just, I don't know. I really like that scene. You can see the just despair in James Dean's face. I ain't got the bullets! Look! It's a good representation of, uh, the police being trigger happy in the U.S., but let's not get political.
1: I I, I thought um, Jim Stark was going to get shot by accident or something. I thought that's how it was going to end, but no, they shot the right the the person they were trying to shoot. <laughs>
0: He's got the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's very troubled. His parents had abandoned him. They'd left him with the the house. I don't know what she was the housekeeper or his nanny or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Didn't he He opened his mum's drawer and it, I'm sure he found out that his dad had been paying for his child support and it had his address on it and stuff, so she knew where he was. And that oh, was like right. the final straw for him. That's when he took yeah. the gun and ran out. But he, he,
1: he shot puppies, so yeah, I don't so care about him. him at all.
0: Yeah, yeah fuck him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little boy.
0: Yeah, shot puppies, don't care. Glad he died. Um, And then he had the odd socks on. Um, Which that was, was by just- accident.
1: Yeah, it was just him, wasn't it? It wasn't a character thing. He just, that generally was what he was wearing that day.
0: And James Dean being method actor, as he was, uh, improvised, and was like, odd socks, laughed. Um, Um, And I like the scene where his dad lifts him up and tells him to stand up and I'll... I like that underlying story with the dad. Jim Backus. Yeah, I really like him in this film. His dad I
1: do too. He reminds me a bit of the Donnie Darko
0: dad. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, just a
1: nice, affable man.
0: And yeah, he's, yeah, he's a very affable man when he's got his uh, his apron on and he's just clearing stuff up off the floor. Yeah, I um, feel sorry for him. He's... And he, and he's just trying to be nice and friendly. But in these days, men we need to be strong and need to be yeah. a man. And I mean, yeah, you shouldn't get walked over, but you, you can wear an apron and clean up off the floor if you want. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Just well, did you clean?
1: Did you know that one of
0: Jim Bax's teachers
1: in grade school was Margaret Hamilton, who would later play the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz? No, I didn't. There you go. You. And he also play, um, was the voice of Mr Magoo. I did know that. Who taught And he taught James Dean how to do the voice of Mr Magoo, which he then used in the film. Yeah, he when said, he said,
0: drown them like puppies.
1: Yeah, pretty mental. I thought he sounded odd in that scene. I was like, yeah. what's he doing?
0: I thought it was quite funny. It sounds like uh, a bit like Brian Bedonde. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs>
0: the the alternative ending
1: oh yeah go on
0: um it was Plato uh, I might see if I can find it on YouTube and send it to you after Plato is on the observatory on the roof and it's like rotating um and that's when he pulls a gun out and it looks like he points it towards James Dean oh no but obviously he's still got the bullets in his hand um and they shoot him off that. <laughs> and he just falls off, but the way he oh, falls God. off just looks really, really shit. Probably and why then, they got rid of it. And then that's where James Dean pops his head over the top and has his hand out with the bullets. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm glad they changed it.
1: I'll have to watch that. It sounds quite funny.
0: But yeah, it is quite <laughs> funny. I'll have to send it to you. But yeah, I'd love to go there because it's also one of those places where you can go to all these sort of film locations, and they've sort of changed a little bit. But the Griffith. Uh, the Griffith Observatory <laughs> you do hate that hate, you it. hate it looks like it hasn't changed at all since then yeah like if, you, if look, yeah. You, I watched videos of it last night it's just people go into like the film sites and stuff like that and it just looks exactly the same they do like the point of view so they stand uh, looking out the door where James Dean would be looking out towards the police cars and the parents and that and it's just exactly the same as like even the bushes and everything are in the same place and nothing's changed at all so I think it would be quite eerie to go there, because you'd feel like you're in the film.
1: Yeah, I have, have a word with your cousin, see if you can borrow his, his outfit. Yeah. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. You can depend on me.
0: Trust me. Whatever comes, we'll, we'll face it together. No, I swear it. Jim. Stand up. I'll stand up with you. I'll try and be as strong as you want me to be. Come on. So, what were your overall thoughts then?
1: Um, it's not the film I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> um, I just thought, yeah, I thought it was as you well you pref- prefaced. Yeah, preface is the word, isn't it? This by saying it's just a it's a cult classic and maybe not the best film. It's just a teen drama, really, a high school drama that's a bit, you know, simple. But then when I watched it, I was like, this is dark. This is bizarre, actually. It's a strange film, and I Mm. like those type of films. So I liked it, and I gave it um, four out of five on Letterboxd.
0: I thought you were going to say and a half then. It surprised me.
1: No, I I, (laughs) I was
0: teetering. That's the same score I gave. I gave it a four out of five. Um, Yeah, it's good. Because I I could have easily given it a five, but that would have just been nostalgia and... But I thought, like you said, objective versus subjective, and I just went, no, that's a four and a half out of five film. Yeah. Um, which is a brilliant score, anyway.
1: We are going to put this on a list, aren't we, this film? Because it's yeah. in
0: the book. So, mathematically, if we were going to put it in its correct place, it would go between Old Boy and Network. All right. Between those two films. So, it would make it. The eleventh best film of all time. Right,
1: that's it. No more podcasts ever again. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Ever? Nah, well, we'll come back.
0: We're not going to pick next week's film because, because we it's are the end of the season. Because it's the end of the season, of course. Uh, and I was looking forward to your Wheel of Fortune.
1: Well, um, that'll come. That'll come in
0: that'll come but yeah we are going to take a brief hiatus we'll keep tweeting um and maybe start like i don't know recommending any films we watch only for a little bit and so far yeah and then we'll we'll come back when when we feel like it see how we go um thanks thanks